top of the morning and welcome back to let's talk sports on another episode of morning talk today is more of an afternoon talk uh, afternoon drive I want to start by wishing all the Canadians out there happy Canada Day today July 1st pretty much our 4th of July uh, a lot of celebrations, a lot of big gatherings happening, and we celebrate Canada Day. So, I take today as an opportunity to come to you guys and give you an update on what has been wild 24 hours of free agency. It hasn't even been 24 hours yet. Yesterday, I recorded my special free agency episode so yesterday June 31st free agency officially started at 6 p.m. Eastern time so started my episode a few minutes before 6 and in my episode you will get of course the latest updates of free agency And my reactions to some of the signings, the moves, the trades that went down as they were being reported. To say it's been a wild free agency is really putting it lightly. It has been so lit. And as soon as the clock hit 6 p.m., the news started coming in. So... Take a listen to my last episode. You hear a lot of good take, a lot of good uh, reactions of some some of those big moves that happened yesterday. Before today, I really wanted to talk on. So my in my episode, I recorded it probably for about an hour. So from about 5:45 to about 6:45. What is interesting is. You know, as 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 amazingly exciting as the the free agency news and updates were, I felt it wasn't the landscape changing free agency that I had predicted. Well, funny enough, as soon as I stopped recording, news start coming out, just shaking my world. So, of course, big news: Brooklyn goes hard. Brooklyn, the big winner so far. People say Brooklyn, me, I say Jay Z. And Rock Nation Sports Agency, they the big winners. Uh, I predicted it. If you listen to my to my podcast last week, I predicted that Kyrie Irving firing his agent and the KD situation will find themselves linked to go to Brooklyn. So word came out that both Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant will ta- will renegotiate their contract, take a pay cut, take less than the max to allow to allow the the Nets to sign DeAndre Jordan for $10 million annually. Now, they did so because DeAndre Jordan couldn't be on the veteran minimum, so therefore they got to renegotiate their contract to make sure to make that happen. In doing so, news came later, of course, after my episode, that Brooklyn Nets, to make space for, of course, their new big three, traded away D'Angelo Russell, Shabazz Napier, and another asset 
to the Golden State Warriors in exchange for Kevin Durant. Very interesting, big move. I saw, of course, Instagram and Twitter go crazy about this. A lot of people excited about what this means for the Warriors. I got bad news for you guys. It's been reported. It's been reported that the Warriors do not intend on keeping D'Angelo Russell. That they either gather more assets or get another. Uh, I'm assuming a high-caliber player. It makes sense. I think a lot of people got excited, and of course, with Clay Thompson out, I think a lot of people are excited to see maybe another addition to what could be a splash trio. I just don't see it happening. D'Angelo Russell is kind of a ball hog, ball dominant, and to be honest, his personality, his maturity just doesn't fit the type of characters that the Golden State Warriors have have accumulated over over the past past few years. So I just never saw that working. Uh, but great move by Bob Myers, making sure he doesn't move Kevin Durant for nothing and acquiring some some assets at that. Now, what is interesting, because the deal for D'Angelo Russell was four years, $117 million that they, that they agreed upon. But it did it as, the, as it was being reported, word came out that it didn't make sense because the Warriors would then need to make salary cap space. And with that said, as soon as I heard that, I went to Twitter to post, hmm, sounds like Igudala might be on his way out. <laughs> so Warriors trading Igudala to Memphis. And they also, as part of that, really just to make space space in their salary cap. And as part of that, they are giving away a few draft picks. A bit surprising, but all I can think about that one word I got for this very salty. You guys heard me last week talk about Igudala's interview on the Breakfast Club, how he addressed injuries, previous injuries he had last year, and how that was handled by the team. And of course, he addressed the Kevin Durant situation and how he felt about it. I think we all kind of knew that there would be some repercussions. Um, Golden State Warriors not really addressing it especially with free agency being such a hot topic i don't think i think a lot of uh, the media sports world really more focused on free agency and how it's going to impact the league and what it means for next season so in a sense i guess good business move um but yeah so igudala going to memphis i think we know where this is going and I tweeted it as soon as I heard the news that it sounds to me like Igudala is going to get waived and expect my Lakers to be in that sweepstake. I have no doubt it is going to go down. And let me take this opportunity to really let you know what to expect from the Lakers next year. Oh, what a time, baby. What a time. And to start... What it do, baby? Of course, the man, Kawhi Leonard, is still, still has not made his decision. He's taking his time. Like I mentioned, the man goes as an own pa- his own pace on the court and off the court. Where it is tomorrow, supposed to meet with the Clippers. Um, there are reports that Magic Johnson has already spoken to him and has already spoken to Dennis, to Uncle Dennis, his agent. And I got bad news, Canada. Sorry, Raptors fans, especially those that just came out in the last few months. I'm really sorry for y'all. But on the same time, I got good news for you. Kawhi Leonard is coming to the Lakers. I'm predicting it. 
I've predicted it for days now. So I'm just reminding you. So I'm keeping my word on this. Kawhi coming to the Lakers. And the good news, you ask, listen, as we build this juggernaut of a team, more wagons are added to the train. So feel free to jump aboard the bandwagon. All aboard. We accept all invitations. You are welcome with open arms at that. So please feel free. No hatred here on my end. Because, boy, it is about to be a great future for my Lakers for years to come. What a time. With that said, I did ex- uh, so I do expect my Lakers to go after Andre Iguodala. Uh, in that same interview, Iguodala expressed the, the respect and admiration he has for LeBron. So, again, expect, the, expect Lakers to continue to make moves as they continue to try to fill out that roster. So, part of the rumors that we've heard, Patrick Beverly, I would have loved to see my Lakers acquire a point guard like Patrick Beverly. Seth Curry also is another one. Uh, he had a great show in this playoff. I thought it would be great to have him as a point guard from a defensive and three-point shooting standpoint. Bad news, unfortunately, neither of those are going to happen. Patrick Beverly is re-signing, I believe, two years with the, with the Clippers. Big shout-out to Patrick Beverly. Happy he secures the bag. And there's got news that Seth Curry is headed to Dallas. It's kind of nice for Dallas. Low side for my team. Danny Green is still out there. And, of course, there's been many talks of, of course, where Kawhi goes, Danny Green will follow. Danny Green being a very smart man to make that decision. Just really, really happy. This side was just a sigh of relief. Just really knowing that the future is bright for my Lakers. I cannot wait for this to be official. Come back on the air and let y'all really know how I feel. All right. But enough with the speculation. Um, so a lot of moves happened. The J.J. Redick was a bit surprising going to New Orleans, uh, especially since it was one of those early decisions made, which means J.J. Redick made the conscious decision to join New Orleans. He must really like what the future looks like there. So that's interesting. Uh, but the one I want to talk about, as I mentioned, as, so I ended my uh, my last episode saying uh, not the landscape changing free agency ad moves that I expected, although it was still very early. We expect news to continue to come rolling out even over the next couple weeks. I mean, reminder, guys, 40% of the NBA are free agents. That's 40%, right? There's still a lot of big names and a lot of role players that can really help teams out there that still we haven't even mentioned. But, uh, but yeah, so I ended my episode saying not the landscape changing. I expect that, of course, KD, KAIRE to Brooklyn. That's a big move that's going to have big repercussions on the East and the NBA overall. But as soon as I ended my podcast, I believe it was just minutes after reports came in that shocked me. And I even had to, and I even had to, you know, burst out loud, what? So... There was these rumor that the Celtics was looking to do a three-team trade. And again, as I, I remember listening to ESPN, to Mike on, on ESPN, they were seeing how this could probably intrigue Al Horford to stay. I never understood it. So that certainly didn't happen. 
But what did happen is Al Horford made his decision and is signing with Philadelphia 76ers. You heard that right. Four years, 109 million. Remember, he declined his player option of 30 million, 30 plus, but I believe it might have been 31. To leave Philadelphia to leave the Celtics. And he joins the the Philadelphia 76ers on a four-year $97 million guaranteed. So that's a little less than 25. But as part of that deal, he does get $12 million in championship bonus. What I like about this signing is the championship bonus lets you know exactly where Philadelphia stands and lets you know exactly what their goal is, which is obvious to win championships. But man, adding Al Horford to that team, making that twin tower with Horford and Embiid is scary. And I've always felt for years, Al Horford playing the five, has him undersized, out of position, Embiid is a clear five, and I think now you can play Horford at the four, allow him to move more, more open for shots, while Embiid really works down low, because a lot of times we find that Embiid stretching the four is not really putting the team at, the, at an advantageous position for them to take advantage, to take advantage of their strength. So that is Big moves. Like, I am so pumped about this. <coughs> Things became real exciting in the East. <clears throat> and I can't help to think this is part of the reason why I believe Kawhi Leonard will be leaving the East. I mean, the 76ers took them to seven games. And I think all the players in the league respect how Orford respects his game, respects what he brings on a defensive end and the effort he brings day in and day out. And adding that to Philadelphia, who certainly has a nice future ahead of them, is really something that should scare a lot of teams. We know Brooklyn is uh, is probably seen to be the juggernaut, but with KD out for the next year, um, they're not... I mean, no disrespect to Kyrie, but they're not, I don't see them going anywhere. They may make a playoff push, but they're certainly not making it to a finals. Now, moving on. Of course, you know we got to talk about the most delusional fan base on earth. And of course, and what they call the greatest city on earth. Anyways. The New York Knicks strike out, of course, as I predicted. Uh, I feel like almost everybody predicted this other than delusional Knicks fans. But yeah, they strike out. Andre Iguodala told us this in the interview that he thought they would strike out and they did just this. But I want you to hear this. I want you to hear this. They still got something. I mean, come on. I just want you to, to really hear this. They traded away Porzingis to make salary cap space. And of course, the word was, oh, we're getting Kevin Durant and we're getting Kyrie. Oh, let's not forget, they also thought they were getting the number one draft pick in Zion Williamson. And of course, none of this happened. Oh, and guess what was even funnier is they had DeAndre Jordan, which was signed 
on his last year of his contract that they were planning on resigning and using that as part of their pitch to wheel in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And again, none of this happened. However, rest assured, Nick fans, you still got something. So in the first 24 hours of free agency, after letting Christoph Sprzingis go, a guy who guarantees you 20 points, 12 rebounds, and two blocks, who still has a long way to go as far as improving and is already an all-star, they acquired Taj Gibson, Reggie Bullock, Bobby Portis, Wayne Hellington, and of course, I saved the best for last, the biggest name, Julius Randle. You heard that, right? They got Julius Randle, three years, $63 million, paying the men over $20 million a year for, again, Julius Randle. I guess that's how the Knicks does business, ladies and gentlemen. Do not set your expectations too high for the Knicks. Because as always, they will continue to disappoint. Oh boy. Letting you guys know right now. The Knicks will have to rethink their strategy. Enough of this, oh, we're getting somebody next big free agency. Forget about 2021, which is the next big free agency class. Just build through the draft, you know, get young assets and start building the team the right way. And hopefully if you're strong enough, maybe one of your young players, which by then would have reached all-star level, can then use his stardom, his game to then try to attract other players. Other than that, the Knicks will find themselves in this NBA purgatory for quite some time. Now, the Miami Heat appears to have made a move. Of course, if you didn't know, Miami Heat uh, engaged Philadelphia for a signing trade to acquire Jimmy Butler. So, Jimmy Butler to the Heat. Uh, we've heard the I've heard the interest of the Miami Heat since last year, since the whole fiasco in Minnesota. So it it doesn't come as a big shock to me that they are looking to acquire Jimmy Butler. Um, really happy to see this happen. I think from a personality standpoint, I just feel like Jimmy Butler's personality and the Miami Heat team, the roster, and the organization, the organization, the way they run things. I think is just a great fit. So that should work out, should make, I mean, Pat Riley and also Jimmy Butler finally find themselves being the man, being, not only being the alpha man, but being the man on the team. Now, with that said, that will require some trades from the Mahit. And it looks like uh, it might be a three team trade. And I think, of course, this has to do with Philly having to do some scap space. Now, it looks like... So, originally, it was reported that Goran Dragic was going to make his way to Dallas. 
I thought that was great. Of course, we already know about Luca. Uh, we've heard about Dallas re-signing Przingis. So I thought adding, I know of course it sounds like we're doing this UN, European <laughs> nation thing, but I thought adding Dragic, which I always felt is underrated in this league. I think Dragic having been mentored in a way by Steve Nash in Phoenix has learned a lot I like his defensive game I like his offensive game I like his effort I think he's a great player and I think adding him to uh, a core of Dantich and Porzingis would make for a nice threat in the West however it looks like that fell out that trade fell out looks like Kelly Olenek and Derek Jones are making their way to Dallas and the latest reports are saying that uh, out of respect for Dragic Miami is looking for a suitable for another suitable trade for him so it'll be interesting to see it's actually interesting drag is just one of those players i'm always intrigued to see where he goes uh i've mentioned it before i like what dallas is building i just feel like they're one key player away from really being a serious contender so it'll be interesting to see if more moves come out that come out from that from that side And now let's talk Portland Trailblazers. So the Portland Trailblazers is a team I've been following for quite some time. Uh, I love Damian Lillard. I love what he represents. I love him and CJ McCollum. I think, I think that tandem, that that uh, the dynamic that they have between the two is something very special. But what I also like is the fact that these two guys love playing for a small market team. What I also like is the fact that these two guys want to stay in Portland in this small market team and compete for a championship. They want to do, you know, what hasn't been done. They want to make history. They want to bring the championship there. So that to me is something that I really, really respect from these two guys. Now, a couple big moves they made. Now, I know I talk about them about well not them but Seth Curry leaving to signing for Dallas uh, I just felt that Seth especially after Troy had in this playoff would demand you know a bit more money than most likely than Portland could offer so uh, it's completely understandable however last week they had traded they had made a trade to acquire Kent Bazemore they re-signed Rodney Hood they drafted Nasir Little which was a kind of a nice pickup that you know kind of a under the radar pickup from the draft and word is they are now getting a sign white side so they traded Mo Harkless and Myers Leonard for a sign white side that's a good starting line starting center of course while they await uh, Nurkic's injury I know and I know myself included a lot of us we're saying, man, it would have been interesting what Portland could have done in this playoff with Nurkic. We saw them handle OKC quite easily in five games. They went to seven against Denver in a thrilling series, by the way. Still remember that quadruple overtime. Hell of a game. Uh, they pulled through to face the Golden State Warriors. Unfortunately, got swept. I was very disappointed in not showing. I really was. Especially the fact that for most of the series in the first half, they led by double digits in the first half of most of the games. And then really just couldn't handle the adjustments that Steve Kerr made at the half. But 
With that said, acquiring a signed Whiteside on an expiring contract while they wait to see how Nurkic comes back from his injury the, is really is really good. I've been saying this for a long time. I think Portland is one key piece away from being a real contender. Um, we know they're going to compete. You know, come playoff, uh, Damian Lillard and CJ McCollum can go off at any time. But I felt that they were one piece away. I personally felt it was a small forward. They needed a three. I felt a more a more than average three that could really score a scoring three, but that hopefully could be a defender. That's why when I saw Farouk Aminu leaving, I thought mm, that was a bit kind of. I was a bit. I was. I was confused, right? Because I think they certainly need the defense. They certainly need the three and D guy. But at the same time as well, but at the same time as well, um, I don't know if that was the piece that they needed to put them back in con in contending contending ship really. So I think that's a great pickup. I think it makes them competitive again in the in certainly in the West. Uh, I like it more heartless. Sorry, not sorry, but that was an easy decision. I'm sure for them. Myers Leonard's a good guy. Put up, uh, you know, put up a lot. Of, well, really, I just really like the effort that he that he puts when he comes off the bench. But for a guy like Hassan Whiteside, that's really good. Of course, I'm a bit concerned. We've heard some issues about, you know, personalities and in the locker room. Uh, that's a concern. But you would love to think that in a team like Portland, where you never hear any issues coming out of the organization, any scandals. Hopefully, the maturity and leadership that they get from C.J. McCollum and especially a guy like Dame Lillard, one of the best leaders in this league, hopefully will rub off on him and help us see the professional side of Hassan Whiteside and hopefully put him in a situation where he can compete. Because when I look at Hassan Whiteside, I think I think of a Jimmy Butler. I think Hassan Whiteside is like the big man version of Jimmy Butler. Uh, of course, being misunderstood, a guy that wants to compete, a guy that knows he's, he's good, may think he's better than he is. But still, that's the type of guy I think, and I just know myself as the type of coach that I am, I would love to have that type of personality on my team. But yeah. So really, just really some of the big news, big updates in free agency. I uh, didn't want to overwhelm too much because to be frank with you, I am overwhelmed. <laughs> There's so many moves. Um, if you're a casual NBA fan, I can promise you, you won't recognize a lot of teams. I'm even willing to say like 60% of the teams next year. A few teams are going to try to run it back. Of course, I'm looking at the Toronto Raptors, the Milwaukee Bucks, other than losing Malcolm Brogdon, which is kind of a loss, but I understand it. I understand they weren't willing to put in a lot of money. I like all the moves that they've made. Only thing that kind of disappointed me is the amount of money they gave Chris Middleton. I'm concerned because I don't see him continue, continue to be that perennial all-star for years to come. I think he had a great year, and I think with Giannis, it's certainly going to put him in situations to continue to be successful, but I do not know if he's really that guy. Now, of course, there is a chance for him to prove me wrong and to prove a lot of other people wrong that feels the same way I do, but um, $191 million I felt was too much, uh, but time will tell. But Good to see they want to run it back. They got a good coaching staff there. Giannis, I, I know he's the guy was hungry for championship. He's, uh, he's knocked off one thing off his bucket list. That's, that's the MVP award, which I predicted as well. But uh, it'll be interesting to see 
how that team brings it back when they try to run it back next year. Toronto Raptors, of course, re-signing Marc Gasol. Uh, don't think they have a lot of really contracts that they need to look at other than Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. And I have a strong feeling that Danny Green will follow where Kawhi goes. But, and of course, that's to the Lakers. Oh, yeah, baby. Come, and come back home, bring it home, and win back-to-back champions championships put your names up there in the history books i see it happening people i'm just letting you know uh, but really really uh really that's those are the big news those are the big updates of course expect me to come back all week with some more saucy news for you guys uh now before i go shout out time want to give a big shout out to the busiest man probably this last week and probably for the next week or two busiest man on the planet the man known as the Woj dropped many Woj bombs on us yesterday Adrian Wojnarowski of ESPN just putting in a lot of work um, and just so you guys know you know doing this sports podcast it really means the integrity and the accuracy of my information is really important to me and hence why when it comes to things that I come to you guys, reported stuff, I only refer to stuff that are reported by really a select few, mainly from ESPN. And of course, my biggest source is, of course, Adrian Wojnarowski. Uh, there's also Ramona Shelburne, Zach Lowe, Brian Windshorst. So those are the main people that I get my information from, from ESPN. Those are reliable sources that I always trust once they put out any sort of information. And of course, Bleacher Report as well. Uh, that's uh, Those are my main sources. So big shout out to, of course, everybody that pulled an all-nighter. Uh, I saw Adrian Wojnarowski on his IG said he's finished his podcast at 3.20 in the morning and he had to be up at 7 to be at Sports Center. The men, the men don't sleep. So mad respect there. Uh, the other shout out I want to give is to the other winners of of free agency so far. Of course, I've already talked about the big winners. Of course, Rock Nation, Jay-Z, and Brooklyn uh, with the clean sweep, bringing KD, Kyrie, two of the Ks, which were which everybody was waiting to see what would happen with the Ks this free agency. And um, and uh, in Philadelphia 76ers with the acquisition of Al Horford, the resigning of Tobias Harris, really putting them there prime to compete for a championship right away so those are the two shots so those are the two big winners but i wanted to also give a shout out to a couple teams who really solidified the roster and to be frank i've got a few dms a few texts from friends telling me man that's scary i think the utah jazz after acquiring mike conley last week through the trade and letting go ricky rubio we saw that coming they had to after getting mike conley and they got bojan boganovic that's a big acquisition I think a lot of people are really excited to see what they what they have in store. They really have a solid starting five, all solid veterans that are very good. So it'll be interesting to see. So that's really uh, so they they certainly should be considered one of the winners of free agency so far. I know we always look to the big move, but sometimes it's really just about solidifying your roster and putting them in positions to win without necessarily sacrificing much, whether it's play uh, playing time, uh, usage from the players, or really adding star players that's going to force a full readjustment of your style of basketball for from the for the coaching staff. So big wins there. Uh, 
I'll wait next week to uh, to throw my Lakers in the big winner of free agency or off season, I should say. But you know, I'll be back to talk my shit. That's what it is. So before I let you go, I just want to let you guys know, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for listening. I continue to work on this. Hopefully you're seeing the progress uh, and the sound getting better. On top of that, I want you all to stay tuned. I got an announcement that I'll be that I'll be publishing very soon that I'll be sharing with you guys very soon. So stay tuned. I expect to announce it this week. Uh, new project I'm working on. What could it be? You ask. Stay tuned. I'll be I'll be sharing it. I'll be sharing it on my Instagram, on my Twitter. But of course, live to you guys first. Want to thank you as always for joining me. Thank you for joining me on this afternoon ride. Much appreciated. Love you guys coming in and uh, and listening to my take on Let's Talk Sports. Thank you all again. Hope you all enjoying this great day. Happy Canada Day. Enjoy it. Deuces.